Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This week on Thinker Girl, the podcast. Hi, it's Michelle Nussi, and here's a preview of what's coming up. Throughout our whole lives, we're constantly told, you know, how we should act and what we should do, and we should, you know, look after the home, and we have to have babies, otherwise we're not a good woman, and all of these kind of things. The Thinker Girls. Hello. Hola. Hello. Hi. The Thinker Girls. Thanks for (laughs) joining our show. Hello. Hello. Hey, guys. Hi. Hello. Oh, hi, girls. (laughs) The Thinker Girls. All the thoughts you're thinking but not saying. You're listening to Thinker Girl, the podcast with the Thinker Girl, Stacey June. And Christy Mercer. Hello. How's your week been? How are you? Ah, good. Um, It's busy. I haven't Mm. felt like I haven't exercised in about three years. (laughs) (laughs) How long has it actually been? I reckon, I always say it's more, I reckon maybe 10 days. It's mm. a long time. It's interesting. And I'm I'm kind of the same, maybe not 10 days, but it's oh, once this week. Yeah. Normally I'm pr- most days. It's very interesting how different you feel when you don't. I think it's important mm. though when you're busy to kind of then go with the fact that you're busy. It's not the end of the world. Mm. I don't know. Like I beat myself up a bit and I think, well, it's fine. You eat well. You're working, you're not sitting on the couch doing nothing, Mm. even though this morning I didn't do much. I could have exercised. Yeah, but that's a choice sometimes. It's like make food, buy food, um, have a nap, exercise, go for a walk. You kind of, you you can choose three of the five. Well, I kind of have opted for, like I made a pact with myself probably about a year ago when I was starting to smash yoga and I wanted to do it, I think it was what, 30 days straight I was trying you did, to but, didn't you do that yeah I did yeah. but when I was doing it I promised myself that I would have to put sleep first mm-hmm. so whatever class I end up doing if I didn't get like seven eight hours I wasn't allowed to get up at six and do it with five hours sleep does that make sense yeah. so I couldn't just smash yourself before you rack yourself it's true because what's the point in exercising if you've got no energy to do it exactly but it's fuck you you try being in your I know head what you mean. it's like yeah. a battleground a tennis yeah. match do, 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 messed do. up Who's going to win the Australian Open in Stacey's mind? Stacey's mind. Uh, bloody Grace and Frankie on Netflix is going to win because that's what won this morning. What's Grace and Frankie again? It's the one with, um, uh, what's her name? She's just only Jane Fonda. Oh, that one. <laughs> Jane yeah. Fonda and their husbands, her and um, another character, their husbands become, well, to get together, get married because they are gay and have been gay the whole time. But they shared a holiday house, all this stuff, but all this time they've been together behind their backs. So That's can, on the list for me to watch because so, I know you rave about that show. Oh, it's my kind of show. I don't know if you like it. <laughs> It's very funny and very light. You don't have to think about it. Anyway, that's what I chose instead of yoga this morning. What about me last night thinking, oh, yeah, I'll wind down after work. I'll uh, put on an episode of something. Love my way. I oh, know no, about- wait, stop. stop. I'm not right, going no. to gonna say what. You are the biggest <laughs> spoiler. Now, I said to you, I can't believe you've never. Do not speak for a second. I know that sounds really aggressive, but I'm going to tell you why I said that. Because... Uh, that show has not been out for maybe 15 years yep. and you were able to watch it's an episode true. for the it's first true. time and not know. So I will be damned if you ruin it All for I was going to say, it was a full, uh, it's a full on show. 
Well, and it was a full-on episode, okay. as most of the episodes are. Okay, I wasn't going to spoil it, like old mate spoil pants, which I usually do. Well, you have, yeah, and you've been very comfortable with spoiling. <laughs> let me say as well, <laughs> not a guilty bone in your body. I don't watch Game of Thrones, but basically, I could have maybe unsubscribed this podcast for what you did for Game of Thrones fans. So uh, let's just say I was going to say intense. I'm sorry, but I'm not. You aren't. No, That's I'm why not. I was like, shit. <laughs> Because that you do not want to give away to anyone. But if you've never watched Love My Way and you're late to the bandwagon like our young mate here. Yeah, close to 20 years late. um, It's the best Australian drummer I think ever shot. Oh, it's amazing. I keep thinking about it. Get the box set. Get amongst it. But we should introduce our guest. We are two radio chicks that talk shit on this podcast. Thoughts we're thinking but not saying each and every week. We speak to inspiring, amazing women and thethinkergirls.com.au is where you can stream them or, of course, subscribe to our our show on iTunes. Uh, You can also hear us on the Kiss Network nationally uh, from 7 till 9 during the week. And we're told some Sunday night thing that they repeat shit on. Like yeah, and a Sunday, a, well, it was a, a Saturday morning, but now it's, sun, it's yeah. Sunday night. So if you're wondering, oh, they're doing six Random, days, we're not. They they're no. just repeating it. Um, this particular chick absolutely killed it at Melbourne Comedy Festival. Uh, she played a character called Eileen Williams, which was completely about a woman that was stuck in 1945, well, mentally stuck in 1945, and all the kinds of, I guess, swings and roundabouts that that would bring for women and also your relationship um, with, with a man as such. This particular lady that we're talking about that joins us is Michelle, is it Nussie, Michelle? Yes, Nussie. Nussie. Michelle Nussie, welcome to our show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No hey, Michelle. Um, you can find Michelle on Instagram. It's at Nussberger, N-U-S-S-B-U-R-G-E-R, or on Facebook, Nussie Nussie, and Nussie spelled N-U-S-S-E-Y times two. Michelle, thanks for joining us. Before we get into you telling us about your, I guess, your show and, and where that all came from. That will be your gem this week, right? So you'll talk a little bit about the themes that came from the show and the character that you played. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's very, in, inspi- it's inspired my thoughts. Yeah, okay. How all right. how long were you playing? Because obviously you did, you've done a, a fair run of that at the comedy um, fest, um, Michelle. So h- how long were you kind of embodying that character in the in the lead up to and for the shows? Well. You So you apply for Comedy Festival during Fringe because it's just mean in that way. You kind of apply for both of them while the other one is happening. So just when you get to a point where you're like, I can't do any more. I am absolutely exhausted. Comedy Festival is like, hey, do you want to do another show? <laughs> Which is mean. Um, so it was kind of from about Melbourne Fringe last year is when I decided to put her in. And from then, I was just constantly, it was always in my mind. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. How interesting. But it is, it's, it's a character that I've played before. Um, I've improvised her before. I haven't scripted her before. Did she so, come out in, in – when you say improvised, did she, did she come out naturally and then you developed her? Is that how improv work from that perspective? Because you're, as, as I did mention, actor, improviser, comedian. But when you're doing improv work, does it randomly come up and then you, then you kind of take steps to, to really form her into a, a fully-fledged character? Yeah, look, usually that's how it happens. Usually you kind of go out on stage and you don't know what's going to happen and sometimes you've come across something and think, oh, I really like that. I want to explore that more. Um, but Eileen Williams actually came out of a different type of impro. It was um, the Dynasty uh, Sopathon, which goes for 54 hours straight. What? Wow. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. How and it's incredible. based on one that I think they do over in Canada. Um, and it's Patty Styles, who is an impro doyen yeah. here in Australia, yeah. she yeah. started it. Um, here in Australia and this was the very first one so what they do is they find they work out kind of a theme uh, a time a place 
So this one was set in 1945 in a small town um, in Queensland just after the war had finished. So we all kind of think of a character that we'd like to play and you basically will get a costume, have an idea of the character and you find out a lot more about them. I love this. That's so interesting. I've always been really, I think before we got this job or around about when we were unsure about what everything was happening, I was looking into starting improv classes because... I loved it at school. It was just something that I'd always found more interesting than kind of getting that, I don't know, that script and lines. There was something different about it. Definitely didn't look easy. (laughs) Um, But I guess it was, it's kind of fascinating. I guess what what comes up also in the moment and and if you truly trust and, and let go of control, then I think there's like this other element of your knowledge and your intellect and your ability, your vulnerability to be activated rather than kind of having all of that planned out, even though obviously there are elements of it that are that are quite planned. Yeah. Oh, look. Would absolutely. that be accurate? I mean, like yeah, in your experience? If, yeah. If you're in that kind, if you get to the point where you're comfortable enough in, I mean, you know, there's always a little bit of that fear of that you're making stuff up in front of people. But if you can get, if you get to that point, you you often surprise yourself by the things that come out because you're kind of going by instinct and just reacting to what else is happening. Yeah. It's kind of like radio, yeah. like yeah. in a way, like it's yeah. all planned, but it's not. It's pretty amazing yeah, to think absolutely. that there's so much that you take in from your surroundings and things that you read and that you hear and stories that you're told without even really probably realising it that kind of just kick around your subconscious until you oh, kind absolutely. of decide to draw on them, which is yeah, what yeah. I find interesting. I find it really yeah. interesting. Mm. Um, let's get stuck into the show. Our gems are thoughts we're thinking but not saying right in the moment. So something that's on our mind that we want to share that maybe we haven't said out loud to that many people. Um, as I said, thethinkergirls.com.au is where you can find all of our other episodes. We'll do a quick contents uh, with just a bit of a headline of what we each want to talk about so we can let everybody know what they can expect for the next 25 mm-hmm. uh, young mates. Yeah, um, I want to talk about something that my mum said to me that I keep thinking about and thinking about and thinking about. And she didn't mean it in a nasty way, but she was shocked at the fact that I would want to get married. Okay. Mm. That's weird. Yeah, it is weird. Um, Michelle, what about you? What's on your mind? Uh, So this was inspired from my show. And I guess in a nutshell, it's do women unknowingly self-sabotage themselves? Um, Yeah, while trying to kind of fight for feminism, I suppose. Mm. Wow. (laughs) I was just just thinking about it. I was just thinking about it. It's a pretty um, complex question. But it's... Yeah, okay. Um, I want to talk about whether you, um, if it's likely that you, if it's, if, it, if there's no, not likely, if there's a chance you can spark with someone later in the piece than straight up and if they're the lasting relationships mm. that you want to attract. Because I think it is possible for it to develop, but whether they're the ones that actually last or not, I'm unsure about and whether, you know, I should be kind of, if I'm not feeling the spark with guys straight up, then when I just keep on my other way, keep going on my road, or if you should give it more time. Yeah, that's a good that's a good one. Uh, Michelle, one. do you want to kick this bad boy off with your gem? Yeah, for sure. Let's get into it. Oh, P to the S. Um, there will be a duck every 10 minutes named Philip to kind of rein us in and tell us to move on. Just in case you're wondering what the quacking was. Yeah, we need to listen to yeah. it. Otherwise, we'll talk all day. <laughs> uh, so you'll get a quack. Yeah. Yeah. It means shut the fuck up. But, I mean, he means <laughs> okay. it in the best possible way. <laughs> um, great. Well, better get into it then. Um, 
So this is based on, on my show. And my show basically followed this woman, Eileen Williams, that we've talked about mentally. She's in 1945. And I was really interested to bring her into 2016 and see how she dealt with uh, issues that are happening now. And so the show centers around her husband is running for local office. Uh, he doesn't turn up, so she kind of has to go through all of his policies and his opening speech and try to get everyone on board. But he also is, you know, stuck in the past, and so a lot of his policies are very uh, misogynistic and are very male-centric, and, and women are kind of an afterthought and all that kind of stuff. And the play, when she's talking about it, basically you're waiting for her to crack it because she's continually talking about these policies which she's fine with and she thinks is a great idea and she comes up with reasons why we probably should, you know, separate men and women on the sidewalk and things like that. Um, And then eventually you think that she's going to crack it and she never, ever does. She just Mm. accepts it and takes blame for everything and leaves. Um, And so I guess the question that – the thing that I was thinking about around that was – do we, as women and as feminists, self-sabotage ourselves because we're brought up in a certain way? We're told these messages constantly, even just the, you know, the thing of that we should get married or that we should have a baby. And if we're constantly told these things, or we're not as smart as men or whatever it is, if we're constantly told these things, even subtly, is it more comfortable for us sometimes to just kind of fall back into that mm, to accept um yes yeah, yeah. Yes. it absolutely <laughs> is I, i've done it um yeah, it was the majority of my 20s was this um where i was in a relationship while there was some really great things about the guy i was with it was way longer than it should have been and it was way it turned into being way more than it should have been um because we wanted the same things, but what I ended up, I had no idea what I wanted. So at the mm. same time, I was telling myself I wanted things that I wasn't even aware of what they meant or what they were because mm. I had been told this is what I wanted. Like this is what society tells you that you want. And I don't think it gets so deep that you don't even, you don't even realize that what your needs and wants are are 100% kind of transcript or transcribed to you mm. through messages that you've been getting since you were a little girl. And and so I, you know, it was so important for me for us to move into a house and have this home and, and get a dog yeah. and set everything up and, and have him come home at a reasonable hour as soon as we started working full time. And, and then all of these things that went so against who we were as people, like big parties, massive groups of friends. I worked in the music industry. He was working in, you know, like in recruitment where they party on mm. Friday nights, like, and went so against who we were as beings for all of these things I thought we were supposed to be or Did it feel I, like- I was supposed to have as a woman. There was a, a progression point in your 20s that you're supposed to work towards this this wedding that's meant to happen at 27.5 years of age. Did it ever feel like you were going, like within the moment, were you completely oblivious to that or did, did you feel as though you were trying to achieve that no, and, I, and force it? I felt like I self-sabotaged who I truly was in order to to do what I thought was what you were supposed supposed to be doing mm. Mm. yeah and I think it's so hard because you have to almost get rid of all of those you don't start at zero you have to get rid of all the things that have been pushed on to you before you can work out what you want Absolutely. kind of got to yes. you know get rid of what society tells you you want and I think this happens to men as well I don't think it's just women but you have to get rid of what society well, tells way, you yeah. want to and, actually find out I, what you do want. I will say I reckon that happened to him too like yeah. I reckon he also had this idea of what we were supposed to want. And that's why it was really hard for us to part because we both wanted the same thing. But yeah. I don't know 
I don't know if that truly was what we wanted at that time mm. together. Yeah. I've since yeah. come around and realised there's parts of that life that I want. Like, it's not like I'm a completely different person. Mm. Like, there are still elements of things that I wanted and things I was aiming for that I will get, but they will look very different. And yeah. they won't w- They won't be with somebody that I grew up with and ended up with because I thought that was the right thing to do, you mm. know. And when you say self-sabotage, I hate – deep down I must have hated myself mm. because somewhere in me I knew that it wasn't right, you know. And not necessarily the relationship, but I wasn't right. I wasn't who I wanted to be. And and that sits in you somewhere. I think you're aware of it, but I was too fucking young to actually even have any idea. And then before you know it, it's six years and yeah. people expect that you do Things, get married and you end yeah. up creating exactly what – you kind of plan to and you like a lot of people end up going through with it and then end up divorced. Mm, it's so good that you realise it though. Well, for, thank fuck. For me, I reckon, Michelle, when you say this, the self-sabotage kind of thing, I, I, I've still, I still do it now and I still kind of have to mm. pull myself up when I do it now, which is constantly blaming myself first. Mm. Like even my boyfriend the yeah. other day says, I'm bored. And I was like, what do you mean with me? And I think I was even telling you this, Stacey, and you go, why do you go there first? And I'm like, I don't know, but I just, yeah, I can't. Yeah, because I don't think, and I must say, I don't think it's a thing where he's making you feel like no, that No, it's either. me. Yeah. It's me. It's so totally I, I, me. I think that it is, yeah. I mean, look, there's obviously all different elements going to things, mm. but I, it's not kind of, a, I wouldn't, you know, he, he sees you as this, you know, amazing beacon of light and, and you guys have this lovely relationship. I don't, I don't look at it and think, oh, shit, he's making her doubt herself or feel like shit. Do you know what I mean? So that's why I'm even more interested to know why you go there first. I don't know. I don't know. And it's interesting when you were um, talking, Michelle, when you say we don't start from zero. All this stuff comes from somewhere, from the from the Disney cartoons that you see to the books that you read to the dolls that you push around as a kid. Parents. And I'm not, parent, I'm not saying any of that's bad, but it all it all amounts to something. Well, and I, I, don't, I don't think it's necessarily good. To be honest, I mean, I was a big Disney princess and ended up being a feminist. So, fuck, I figured it out somehow. Mm. But <laughs> a lot of people don't, you know. And that's what about you, Michelle? I mean, when you had this thought process yourself and you posed the question, what was your answer or what was your kind of response in your own life? Well, I think a lot of the stuff that's in my mind at the moment is a lot of the subtle stuff because I had very a very similar experience. You know, I've had I had long term relationships almost all the way through my twenties, uh, where I kind of thought that I was setting up house and. Oh, oh, you can get going. Yeah, doing, it's fine. Doing, <laughs> doing what I'm supposed to do. Um, but at the moment, what, what really amazes me is, you know, kind of what you're saying about how we get these messages constantly, but often they're so subtle that it's really hard to pinpoint them. Mm. So sometimes they are really obvious, uh, you know, the stories that we read about princesses needing rescuing and all that kind of thing. But sometimes it's just a subtle way that, uh, like on TV, how people will talk about this man and his wife, but it's never two people. Yeah, mm, it's true. Kind of it still like happens. That. It still happens to this day where I've got women in my life that are running the world, like proper business, like running actual companies and, uh, you know, walking out of a church, you know, going, I misses this, you know, like. Yeah, absolutely. It's nice absolutely. and it's all good for tradition. Mm. Like I get it, but it's it doesn't mean nothing. Mm. And, and also- you sign up for it, like that kind of self-sabotage thing. As much as a lot of people go, well, that's, you know, it's just a name. It's tradition. I'm like, it means for me, I, I yeah. kind of think, well, no, it's self-sabotage for what the plan is to try and, and get equality. Because you're the one saying, yes, I'll take his Giving name. It up, yes, yeah. his name is more important yeah. than mine. Yes, that is what I will continue to do. 
Absolutely. And you know what? I think actually it's very exhausting to do that all the time, like to rail against it and, and think of these things that we've been implicitly taught and say, no, I'm not going to do that. Sometimes it's actually so exhausting. Oh, it's more work. Just to fall back. That we like, just, yeah. yeah, that we just fall yeah. back into, well, it's tradition. You know, like I don't, you know, I've, I've run out of the end. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Did you to fight this? Yeah. So I think often the self-sabotage just comes from being exhausted. My mum hasn't changed her name and has been separated from my dad for what? I reckon uh, 20 years. Is that, what's that from? Just not doing, Again, getting same, around to it? No, just the same thing. Oh, well, I don't want a different name to my kids. Yeah. So I can't be bothered. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. well, not can't be bothered, but it's the same thing. Too yeah. hard basket. I don't want to yeah. I don't want to have to answer questions. I, I'm not interested. And, you know, and that's fine for her. We're very different people. She's not really an activist, you know, but I don't think it should have to be activist. I think it should also just be that you put yourself first. Like it is funny, that self-sabotage thing, when you point it and say it the way that you said it, Michelle, it happens in the littlest of decisions. And like I know what you mean in that it's easier. And as you say, you, you don't have to ask, you don't have to answer as many questions as to why. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. You just do what everyone else does and then they accept it and it's easier. So much easier. (laughs) What's that? It's just the Thinker Girls laughing at their latest video. Catch it on YouTube, youtube.com slash the Thinker Girls. I will go up next about this spark situation. Oh, please do. Um, I am confused because... I've started, well, I haven't started dating, but I'm dating, obviously, and and trying to be out there more where I can because, fuck. You've been on a few dates, though. Yeah, busy, though. Yeah, like, like you didn't you go on a brekkie date the other someone day? Someone said to me the other day, no, nah, I did my past skip. Oh, I thought you were going yeah. on, yeah, there was a coffee date. I'm like, that's. He tried a few times and I kept oh, having to cancel you know. and I was like. Nah, what did he ever get back in nah, contact? Nah, like, oh God, the guy would—you'd <laughs> be questioning whether he was, you know, you can't go back three times if someone tries to change you, yeah, you know, days. But anyway, um, <laughs> I've been on a few, and I—it's interesting because there's been a couple that have been mega lovely, um, but I have known in my gut straight up that they weren't for me, but have pushed through and gone well. I think they're worth totally worth a second date. How like, long? Totally this. How long until you go? Now nah, there's nothing. Like, are you sitting down instantly, or are you knowing Straight in an out. hour? There's no spark. Wow. Okay. That you're not like someone. They're nice. They're warm. You have a good time. I. The problem is, and this is what I said to my best mate. The problem is, I can have a good time with most people. Mm. You put anybody in this building where we're recording this. There's very few people I'll be able to a crack, have a conversation with, see, be able to have a glass of wine and find something to, to talk, talk about. about. Yeah. Very, very rare. So if I can do that with most people, it's very hard for me to 
I don't know, like that's something easily done. I think sometimes that's people's gauges to mm. this was great, I want to see them again. But because that's not something that is always hard, I'll find the good in, in most, that doesn't mean I'm going to marry them. And so when mm. do you make that call? So the last few times I have... I've pushed through and gone, and even the term push through is obviously a sign that you probably shouldn't be doing it. Mm. You're pushing through to go on something. Well, that's not a good sign. <laughs> no, but I mean more not. so just as a, probably as a bit of an experiment. You're just trying to suss out what you, like what's the right way and I'm just trying to be open and trying different things. So I would go on the second or third date and by that point I'm absolutely thinking now I, I don't want to see them again. Yeah. Like it's that absolute. Um. But it made me think then the next time that happened, I was back to the same scenario. Good time, great company, cute guy, quite established, you know, really easy going, very lovely time over dinner. No spark though. Yeah. So do you go again? Do you go a second date? And I just am leaning towards no. Yeah, and I so don't, I. I'm so scared that that is setting you up. Going to rule things too yeah, much out. to the point yeah. where you basically go on first dates with a thousand people and then I'm still single <laughs> in five years because I'm not giving anything a chance. But I, I have had a spark this year. It's still something that's on my mind. And I know it when I see it. Yeah. Like it happens. Yeah. That person never in a million years would have thought I sparked with. But I did, yeah. and he's still on my yeah. mind. So still I, hanging around like well, that. I know. So I know that sparks mean something because even when you don't expect it, they show. They show up. Michelle, what's your vibe? I mean, when you go there and you're waiting for that spark, I mean, can it happen? Can Later. it be something that you build that you get? You know, two weeks, three weeks, months into a relationship. And message us on Facebook if you if you're listening and this happened to you or you've got some some thoughts on this because this is a real genuine open question because mm. <laughs> it's a tricky one. What do you reckon, Michelle? Look, it, it, it is a really tough one, isn't it? Because part part of me thinks you know you should go with your instinct and you know straight away, and then I hear stories of people who fell in love with their you know uh, long term partner on the second date or on the third date. Um, I think personally, I, I I was kind of a serial monogamist from pretty much all through my 20s. So from 21 to 31, I had three long-term relationships end-to-end. Um, and I think all three of them went on for too long because I was trying really hard to make it work when possibly I should have just gone, you know what, this isn't for me. And so I think now I'm of the opinion of if it doesn't spark straight away, I'm out because I'm I have... Bit- my vibe is I think I think spend my time on And I think I'm like that as a person too, Michelle. Like I'm yeah. pretty yep. I kind of am a I'm a good reader of people in general. So yep. yeah, it's tricky. But it's also a bit depressing. Mm. Because sometimes if you're <laughs> second or third date and haven't realized that, at least you can be like, Yeah, I'm gonna see this guy again and you've got something on the go. It feels a little bit like all or nothing. I think you yeah. I think you can aim for a combination of the two. So, you know what I mean? Like if you're sparking with somebody that doesn't tick any of your boxes mm. and and I think that's something that you've done and you've been open about and, and vocal about, which I think is important to know, well, who am I actually looking for? Mm. Uh, he needs to be this, he needs to be that. I'm thinking, um, you know, similar personality traits, somebody that's a professional, somebody that's ready and open and has the time and, uh, and all of those things. But then if you're sparking with somebody that doesn't tick a single box at the same time well how can somebody sit there or how could I sit here and go yeah you got to trust the spark because this dude might completely be 
bad news or mm. be, you know, it's that whole bad boy thing. Why are you so attracted to guys, well, you know, I'm the fucked up ones? Well, i with that. Maybe a few years ago I might no, have No, I just but... mean I think sometimes you can't control the spark. You yeah. know what I mean? Like well, you might spark with. I think you with... can. I think you do control But it. you might spark with somebody that's completely not open or ready for a relationship. Well, that's You true. know what I mean? But that's, But yeah. I, I, I think there's a difference, though, between going on the spark no matter what and needing a spark at all. So I think mm. that just because there's only a spark doesn't mean you have to follow that along. No. But if, if other things click and yet there's no spark, then – but it's difficult, isn't it? Because every time you have to make the decision anew, you can't just decide something – and go along with that because every time it's a new person, it's a different situation. You think, and well, maybe this is different this Exactly. Time. And they've got their own situation and their own expectations. And you're right. You're both right in that you can't just then drop everything and all of those ideals that you had for yourself because you spark. And I think that's the scary bit for me yeah. is sometimes when I do spark, it happens so rare yeah. that I then start to maybe go to negotiate things that were important to yeah. me, yeah. Yeah. i.e. Yeah. this particular yeah. person that I'm thinking about is is not available, you know, in terms of time, in terms of, you know, that in, in ready for a relationship kind of thing. So I can't hang around that. Do you know what I mean? Like I yeah, can't hang yeah, around. I get that. You know, that's not that's not any it's not any good what for about, anybody. What about people that you just hear? They're like, oh, we were friends for fifteen years, and then ne- there was never anything there, and we never, you know, we we're with other people. We never looked at each other in any way apart from friends, and then one day we just fell in love. Like, what is that? How is that happening? You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck kind of like? There's has there been a cinder and then a sparks come up like two decades later? I can, I can see how that can happen more than going on a third Tinder date. Totally. There's fr- like there's, think- there's all kinds of people in my life that I I I would never ever think of them necessarily romantically, mm. whether they're in relationships or whatever. But situations do change and you make friends and you like people as people. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So then someone dies and their partner dies. I'm just saying the most dramatic <laughs> thing. Jesus. <laughs> but it happens. I know. I know. I'm not I laughing actually, at you. I'm laughing I'm at I'm actually thinking of a family friend. Okay. Like It's so intense, but it happens. Okay. They were friends and then the partner died and oh then they God. ended up together. Wow. Yes, but I, it, it's, I, it's what life. Okay. <laughs> not that I'm thinking also, people should die. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing because it sounded like that. She could drop dead at any moment. You never know. And guess who's waiting in the wings? Old mate spark pants. (laughs) Oh, my God. I wonder. No, no. I don't even have a friend that I would want their partner to die. I hope not. Because, oh, that's What's terrible. That's terrible. also what happens, though, is that you, you grow up and you get to know yourself better. So, like, if I think about the boxes I had to tick back in my 20s, mm. They were not, they're not the boxes I would want to tick now. So I think also maybe the people that you meet in your 20s, you think, oh, no, this would never <laughs> you're happen. You're not looking. Maybe you, yeah. maybe you appreciate something different in them when you're older. Or you meet them when you're 60 and someone's dead. <laughs> or that. Either or. There's yeah. hope for everyone. Oh, my God. It sounds so morbid. <laughs> Can you imagine if I was, like, absolutely okay with the idea that you know, I'll just wait till later when everybody started dying. <laughs> oh, you know, my friend has Lord. said this. They call my, you the black widow. Yeah. In she comes. My, my friend has said this about divorce. <laughs> she was like, you might just skip this round. And she, she goes, you might catch on to the early 40s. I'm like, that's fucked. <laughs> Well, she was she's single too. She's like maybe that's what's going to happen, and then they're they're sure what they want. They're ready to go, and they've got half a house. Like 
After you like, I'm like, that is fucked. That is actually fucked. No, but I reckon, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think, what did we kind of decide? I reckon the three dates in, no spark, probs not. Well, no, we decided mm. first date, no spark out. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm on that bandwagon. Sounds more aggressive like when you just put it like that, but it's true. Yeah, you don't want to be wasting your time. All right, so that's nah. what it is. Far out. <laughs> that means I've got a lot of first dates to ha- be had. Yeah. But do you reckon first dates are the most fun dates? Nah. No. <laughs> <laughs> what are? No, nah, I reckon... I reckon if you meet someone and you're going kind of second or third and you have a bit of banter, yeah. it's always a bit more fun. But at that point, if there is no spark, it's not that much fun. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Missed anything from the Thinker Girls this week? Shame on you. <laughs> Jokes. Hit up thinkergirl.com.au. I was joking. Seriously. I want to tell you about something that I was going for a walk with mum recently and that she said to me and I've been thinking about ever since because I'm like, what the fuck do you even mean by that? Anyway, walking along, we were talking about a family friend of ours and she's quite young. She's early 20s or very early 20s. Anyway, super obsessed, super in love with her boyfriend and mum was just taking the piss and she's like, oh my God, I reckon if he turned around, if he turned around tomorrow and he got down on one knee and he proposed, she would just say yes and that'd be it. I mean, she'd just be loving her life. Yeah. It'd be all over Red Rover. Yeah. And then I was like. I love it how people say all oh, over Red Rover. They may not have been her exact terms. Yeah, okay. So yeah, just got to have my mum's yeah, back here. Okay, yeah, right. <laughs> but it sounds like something she would say. And then anyway, I was like, well, yeah, but I mean, they've been together for a couple of years and if they're going to be together, you know, forever, or that's what they're thinking now, what's the point? Whether it happens tomorrow, in two years, five years, whatever. Like if that's going to be the plan, mm. does it really matter? And she was like, well. You know, I don't know about that. I mean, I reckon if Zane, who is my boyfriend, Michelle, that I've been with for seven years now, um, mm-hmm. I reckon if Zane turned around tomorrow with you and he, and, and he said, will you marry me? There's no way that you would say no. And I was like, oh, no, sorry. There's no way that you would say yes. And I was like, what, what the fuck do you even mean by that? <laughs> I'm like, of course I would. She's like, no. No, you wouldn't because you're Miss Korea, you know. You you told me that you didn't want to get married till you were at least 30. And I said, yeah, I did say that. But that's not to say that if the guy that I want to marry when I'm 30 asks me to marry when him when 20- I'm 26, what the what's the fucking difference? <laughs> and she was just so dumbfounded and could not get over. And the whole walk, she kept being like, do you really? Really? I'm like, well, it's a, oh, it's a hypothetical here. So, I mean, are we really getting so wrapped up in this? But, yes, I would say yes. It's it's actually A-OK. And then the more I thought about it, the more I kind of did my head in. And I even went back <clears throat> when I came back home and, and saw my boyfriend. I was like, what do you reckon mum means by this? What does this all mean? And he was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe she just sees a certain side of our relationship I don't know. And she that's just the vibe that she gets because there are certainly – I don't know, elements of my personality that I, I probably play up to now more because they don't really worry me as much. But when I was younger, oh, I used to crap on it. Like, oh, my God, kids, how awful. Like, I'm waiting till at, at least for another 15 years or marriage, no thanks. I'm going to wait until I've got this sorted. Whereas now, I don't know, just the older I seem to get, the less that 
I don't know, that is yeah. an issue. And I feel That's as okay. though that is something that mum or, I don't know, a few people in my life, because it's actually not the first time that that's happened, that someone said to me, oh, did you want to get married on a hens? And I'm like, I'd like to do this for my hens, but maybe A, B, C, D. And they're like, oh, did you want to get married? And then I'm like, what am I saying or doing that people are thinking or doubting the fact that I would want to get married to I the person that I love? I reckon it's the people, I reckon people think you can only be one way. Like as a chick. Yeah. So I feel like yeah. people think, well, if you're the career girl, then that's you worry about your career. Like marriage isn't a priority. Mm. And then if you're this girl, you're that. Like everybody get like has no just it's a very old school way of thinking, but it is that kind of idea where you've got to pick as a mm. woman. You couldn't, you can't be worried about getting married when you're so focused on your career. How mm. could you ever do that? Mm. And yeah, it might you might have less time than the person that's not doing both. But what the fuck? Of course you can. It's mm. 2016. Mm. What? Because you care about your job, <laughs> it means you don't want to get married. I don't Say know. what? <laughs> I don't get it. Michelle? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think that there are certain things that people just assume that once you've decided, that's it. And it's either getting married or not getting married. I think babies are in there as well. Yeah. But, you know, if it was like it was a job, for example, if you had a job and you were like, oh, I'm doing this job now. People wouldn't kind of freak out about it and think, but wait a minute, you were working at the service station. What are you doing? Yeah. It's you can't no. work at Sports Girl. What the fuck? <laughs> yes. No, Get back to Miko, you silly bitch. Crazy? <laughs> and I find it so odd that people comment on it like, oh, I didn't think that you would do something like that, where clearly you've just given them a hint it's true. about what you're thinking it's about. It's so it. true. That Say backs that again. up my point. Say that again. That's so true. That people, that people will make a comment about. Uh, you saying something like that, oh. they'll kind of say, oh, I thought that you would never, ever do that when you've just told them that you're thinking about it. Or it's, that it's so true. That just absolutely yes. proves the theory that it is about them and their perspe- yeah. perception on how the world works. And their mind catching up to what they thought that you, who you are. No, no, it's got nothing yeah. to do with you. It's, it's got them? to do with the fact that, say, for your mum, for example, I'm not talking specifically at her, but this kind of thought process mm. She's got in her head that career means career girl, marriage girl means marriage girl. So if you're saying, I am a career girl because you are, and then you're saying, I want to get married too, she's going, no, that can't be right, even though you've just said it because it's your life. It's your life. You've decided that for yourself. Yes. But they don't understand that because in their head, the meanings don't add up. They're not listening because it's just a headspace of how – they see the world work. It's really, it's a backward, like it's an old school way of thinking. Yeah, because it kind of pissed me off that again, like what we were talking about earlier, I went straight to myself and I said, what, what am I doing? What am I saying? Or what mm. am I, what are, what, am, what are the actions that I'm doing to make people think like that? And that, that's when I actually thought, not blamed myself, but I thought, yeah, well, there were plenty of times in my teens and early 20s where I was, like, oh, my God, falling pregnant right now would be the worst thing that could ever happen to me or Because kids. it was. Yeah. And- <laughs> <laughs> like, if you fell pregnant when you were 19, that is the worst. <laughs> for you, I mean, it might not be for everybody, but it was for you. Fuck. I think also because of li- – maybe because I lived away and stuff. It's like, oh, my younger sister, she's like – she's the nurse. She's the neonatal nurse. So she's the one that's good with babies. So whenever we go to a family thing, everyone always cr- takes the piss and makes jokes about like, oh, don't hand the baby to Christy. Like, she might might drop it on its head or the baby will start niggling and they're like, oh, the baby's crying off, now. Though. That I- stuff happens all the time. Where it's really, it's an old school way of thinking. My family have always done that about me as well. When I turned single, every, everyone was like, oh, you know, hot, let's watch Stacey hold the baby. It'll be hilarious. Yeah. I'm like, 
yeah, you gave me the baby for eight years, fucking two years ago. <laughs> and true. I was like, and, and then eight years ago, two years ago, you were saying, oh, well, what do you, how do you yeah. feel? You're next. And now you're like, I can't hold it. I'm the same <laughs> fucking person. I haven't had a lobotomy. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's all labels. Yes. It's such bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I am the same person. Yeah. <laughs> and that is so true, Michelle. Like, how can she say, I don't think that, when you just told her? <laughs> that just proves that it's about what Listen she Listen to the words, please. Oh, that's so good. Oh. You are very insightful, yeah, Michelle. Yeah, you're smart. You just get in and out and just truth bombs. Well, thank you. I just watch everyone all the time and make my judgments. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. Um, Michelle Nussie is where you can find her and play along with all the kinds of bits and pieces that you want, where you have on offer. Uh, Nussie Nussie N-U-S-S-E-Y N-U-S-S-E-Y on Facebook is where you can find her. Michelle, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for joining us. No worries. Thanks for having me. It's been great. Thanks, Michelle. Bye. Bye. Coming up next week on Thinker Girl, the podcast. Hi, it's Kelly McJanet from Food Ladder. And here's what's coming up with me very soon. 18 months, 18 weddings. I know weddings inside out, upside down now. Were you eavesdropping on this conversation and want more? The girls are chitty chatting away on Facebook, Snapchat and Instagram. You can download more podcasts at thethinkergirls.com.au. 